0: welcome to this special episode me and charlotte have some big news (laughs) (laughs) we both got some new jobs yes we did you know ash charlotte (laughs) ashley charlotte got a promotion at her job and i left my employer of 11 years to go to the competition so (laughs) it's pretty exciting time for both of us yeah And I think it was very unexpected as well. Mm. Like these opportunities kind of just happen overnight. But I thought like while it was fresh in our minds that we would talk about the interview process, looking for a job and just the whole thing in case anyone else is going through this. In their life right now and might find it helpful so I hopefully we got some good pointers to share with you I broke this down in three sections I'll start right from the before okay so before you even look for a job I feel like your resume should be updated what do you think about that yeah
1: no I agree I think it's an easy thing to do to keep it updated as soon as you get to a new job just like Put the, your
0: new <laughs> position and what you're going to be doing, and boom, it's updated for yeah. the next time you need a job. <laughs> exactly. I, I know in my case, this opportunity kind of came out of the blue, mm-hmm. and luckily my resume was pretty up-to-date, so I didn't really need to do anything except just kind of look it over again, maybe tweak it just a hair, but yeah. it wasn't like I was reinventing the wheel right. at the last minute. I, I feel like your resume should be like your passport. Like It should always be ready to go. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, and also... Have it ready and printed on cardstock paper, mm-hmm. you know, like I think it just adds that extra touch and
0: makes your, your resume stand out. Yeah, exactly. Especially if you don't have access to a printer. Like I have a printer at, at home so for me it was very easy to just print it, mm-hmm. but like if you don't have quick access to a printer, yeah. whenever you do have access to a printer, why not print out a couple copies and have it handy? Yeah. Yeah. The other thing I wanted to talk about was you can argue, and part of me thinks that it has to do with these vision boards we <laughs> created does. this year because i was my first time doing a vision board and i did put that i was going to crush my job this year on my vision board Mm -hmm. and it came true and i think you put did you put work or career i I always put like you know trying to get a promotion
1: i've always wanted you know to move up to the right position i've interviewed for a lot of spots but this one just felt like the right
0: fit likewise too so vision boards aside look is usually opportunity meets preparation. I've heard mm-hmm. this said many times. I've I've heard it say as uh, success opportunity meets preparation, but I think essentially is Always be on your game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In my career, I come across tons of people. You know, some people seem more important than other people. Yeah. You know, some people are higher uppers. Right. You know, we right, tend right. to like just go a little more above and beyond. But I've also come across just regular people or peers. And it's funny that it turns out that like the yes. less prestigious person was the one who recommended me. For this particular
1: mm-hmm. job. That happens to me too, yes. You
0: know, so here I am like trying to impress like a, a person that's has a more affluent title, but it ended up being the regular average person that maybe you would have the tendency to be like, well, who cares what they think? Right. But I always, my work ethic has always been work just as hard. You know, it doesn't matter who's giving me the request. Right. Luckily, it's turned out great in my favor
1: yeah absolutely i agree i think your reputation should speak for itself
0: you know like Mm -hmm. what do they
1: say when you're not in the room Mm
0: -hmm. you know and like i said you never know who's going to connect you to the right person so always doesn't matter how big or how small how significant Mm -hmm. i think it's always good to just put your best foot forward with everyone because Mm -hmm. you just never know who's going to be the one recommending you, putting your name out there, and who's got whose ear. The other thing that I wanted to mention is just always have a few people, three or four people in mind that you could always reach out to if you need a reference. Reference. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: You know, so that's why I also, and I'll get into that a little later, references Mm. are important. Um, It just so turned out that I didn't need to provide references this time around, but it's because... I was spoken so highly yes, of, yes. so without my knowing, I had a reference yes, out there Yeah, already.
1: references I had already spoken for you. Yeah, yes. exactly. Yes, so,
0: yes. so anyway, so that's some pointers for before you even start the job search. I think you should kind of have these things squared away. But let's say you started your job search or you have an opportunity that fell in your lab and you got an interview. Mm-hmm. Now what? So now you have to prepare. First things first. Make sure that
1: you have something appropriate to wear.
0: Yes. Yes. You know, so definitely invest in a suit. And like I said, if you don't have something readily available, try to buy yourself some time when you're scheduling the interview. Yeah. And make the right impression.
1: Yeah. No, I agree. I think it's really important. First impressions are a lot, you know. It's not everything, but it is a lot. And I think that, you know, who doesn't like somebody who comes well-groomed, put together? It just shows that you're
0: on top of your game, And that you're serious about the position. And you're
1: into the details. Details are important.
0: And Charlotte and I, like, we had two different experiences. Did you, being that it was an internal role, did you feel like you had, that you can get away with being less professional when you interviewed for the position? With, like, clothing? With clothing, with demeanor, with your approach. (sighs) I don't
1: know if I would have gotten away with not being like not wearing a suit. I didn't. Did have you a, wear a suit? I didn't wear like a like it wasn't officially a suit, but I did wear slacks and a blazer and a blouse. Okay.
0: So, so they, you had a
1: jacket and yeah, pants. Yes, okay. exactly. But I didn't buy them together as the one suit. <laughs> <laughs> so, but you know they fit together anyway. So yeah, I did. I, I I did prepare. I mean, and it's it's true because in my job, like I wear scrubs every day. But the position that I was inter- interviewing for, they don't wear scrubs every day. You know, they wear business casual. So I was like, you know what? Let me just be prepared and always dress to impress.
0: Definitely I went dressed to impress. But I want to talk about a time that I made the mistake of not dressing to impress. Right. Because I was interviewing within the firm... Mm-hmm. For the same role, but like with a better team. And I erred on the side of being like, well, this is how we normally dress on a day to day. So this should be okay. Right. Like, you know, I'm not applying for a job that's higher or at a different company. Like, so they, I ended up not getting the job. This was years ago. I was like in my 20s still. And one of the feedback that my manager had from the team was that, you know, she just wasn't dressed. What they felt was appropriately. I mean, I wasn't dressed inappropriately. I had a sweater. Yeah, you were
1: dressed appropriately for work. Maybe not for the interview. For the
0: interview, exactly. So I just want to make you guys aware, too, that even if you're applying for something internally, to always Mm -hmm. dress more formally. Mm -hmm. And even if it is within the same office.
1: Even if it's a sure thing, even in your mind if it's a sure thing, just err on the side of caution because yeah. nothing is sure. Yeah. Somebody can come out of the, out of nowhere and totally impress the crap out of them and then forget it. You're not
0: even it. Exactly. Even if it's someone that you're familiar with that you see on a day-to-day basis, mm. I think it just shows a level of respect yes. that you care enough for this role and
1: also think that when you're going on an interview not only are you representing yourself you're representing all those people who spoke highly of you and who are putting these references down Mm -hmm. so you want to represent them well so they said all these great things so make sure that you showing up you look the part so you're not making them Look like fools. Yeah. Do
0: we have to go into like what kind of clothes you wear? No, I, don't I think, think you can find tons yeah. of resources online, but yeah. I think it's always safe
1: to err. Nothing too tight because I think, especially when it comes to women, like, you know, women tend, like, especially like pants. express pantsuits Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they tend to be a little, you know, snug and like, You don't want to go that way, you know. Mm -hmm. You want to be flattering,
0: nothing that doesn't fit well. I said don't go overboard on the accessories. Or makeup.
1: Like, keep that light, you know, natural.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. The other thing that I found incredibly helpful was practicing common interview questions before the interview itself. That helped us both. I um, have done this a couple times. And some, in some cases, I've turned down positions, but I've always found that that helps me center myself so I don't find myself rambling yes. when I'm asked these questions. And honestly, I, I kind of wrote out answers. Like I typed up answers for about 10 questions, common interview questions like what are your strengths, what are your weaknesses, why are you leaving your company, what do you like the most about your job, like recent, like yeah. common stuff that people tend to ask. And I wrote out answers and I read them out loud to myself. I read them out loud to Kleber. You know, now that I do the podcast, I kind of recorded myself <laughs> saying them and like tweaking the responses. And I found that every single answer was Mentioned in one way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe not exactly, like, what are your weaknesses? Right. But I got the question of, what's the thing you like least about your job? Mm-hmm. Which is another a way to ask, way to ask what are your weaknesses, you know? So the fact that I came prepared with those answers made me sound very cool, collected, and articulate. Yes. When, honestly, it was just kind of like a rehearsed stock <laughs> answer that I had.
1: Yeah, but then when you're not scrambling for answers so a lot of times people say you know oh just act natural you know just say what wing you know, it Yeah, <laughs> wing it. and I, I, I would disagree just because like right now you you're at a loss of words you end up stuttering and that also doesn't look as articulate as something as if you were to practice it you know mm-hmm. and it should when you practice it you're not memorizing it it clearly it's not a script but you kind of know what you want to say you know
0: what you want to say in these event in the event of these questions and doing this helps prevent rambling yeah exactly you know you're to the point I didn't feel like I left the interview and I was like damn like I forgot to mention this because you've already practiced this in your answers and it's like okay I've hit this point Mm -hmm. you know so instead of being like oh I forgot oh like you've already practiced your answers to hit all your you know your gold star points that you want to highlight Okay, so now that you've practiced your question, it's interview day. I think you should arrive early. Yes,
1: I think we both agree on that. Mm -hmm. Arrive early, and then what do you suggest?
0: I arrived, so my interview ended up being like five minutes from my house. So it was like ridiculously (laughs) close. But I wanted to err on the side of being there extra early, just, you know, in case Mm -hmm. there was a freak accident or whatever. Plus, I like just wanted a moment in my car to kind of like center myself. Nothing is worse than like getting there exactly like five or fifteen minutes before the interview and like dashing to the <laughs> place.
1: You show up and you're kind of frazzled. Exactly, you're, you're
0: frazzled. You're Your out of breath,
1: like air blown. Exactly.
0: So I got there like a good solid half an hour early. I kind of had a few moments to myself in the car. I kind of said a little prayer. <laughs> <laughs> Since I had been communicating with the interviewer via text, mm-hmm. I said, hey, I'm here a little earlier than I anticipated. I can grab a cup of coffee or I can come in earlier if you would like. And they basically told me like, hey, this is great that you're here early. Just give us a few minutes and then come in, you oh. know, in like about 10, 15 minutes. So. You know, they were happy to have me there earlier because it actually turned out that they had some meetings and everything. So it kind of alleviated their day. But again, I gave them the choice. Yeah. I didn't just show up to the office right. like, hey, I'm here.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. Arriving early shows that you're prompt with your future schedule. You know, it shows that you can show up to work on time and you respect their
0: time as well, mm-hmm. you know. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, One thing I also want to mention is be friendly and professional as soon as you leave your car. Mm-hmm. You never know who you're going to encounter along the way. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we just don't think about jump so,
1: into somebody exactly. Like
0: you just don't know who you're, where you're walking into. Who's an influencer? Mm-hmm. So I'm always, I always err on the side of as soon as I leave my car, game face on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, yeah. if someone opens the door, oh, thank you very much. So, yeah. You know what I mean? And just be kind and professional and nice to everyone along your path because, again, you never know who's who. Right, and like you said, who's an influencer because a lot of times the interview is
1: still going after you've left the meeting so even though you've left your bosses are going to be asking you know or somebody might just mention oh I passed her in the hallway she seemed really nice and mm-hmm. that
0: alone gives you
1: brownie points you exactly know like
0: you know in my my office there's a receptionist so she's the first point of contact mm-hmm. she'll give you first impressions like whatever like mm-hmm. oh this person seemed nice or oh that person seemed kind of like whatever yeah be nice and courteous to whoever you come across. Yeah. Game face on as soon as you leave your car. So, now you're there, you're waiting to be called. What are your techniques to kind of calm down?
1: Breathe. Breathe. Stop rehearsing your your questions. You know this already. It's like a test, you know. You you've studied the night before, you studied the, you know, hopefully s- some serious studying and you prepared. You look good, you have your resume, you have your references. It's time to just get into your zen
0: place. Mm-hmm. Because if
1: you haven't learned it already, you're not going to learn it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs>
0: Absolutely. So just
1: get into your zen place because the energy, like if they feel that you're nervous, that comes off. That mm-hmm. Like they're going to sense that energy. So just get into that calm, zen
0: place and smile. Breathe, mm-hmm. smile. You're good. I like that. So when you're in there and you're talking to them, I think we think about our answers, we think about uh, the things that we're trying to say, but there's a lot of nonverbal cues that we're also giving out. Yeah. And one of the important ones is
1: posture. Posture. Absolutely. I agree. Because there's nothing really less attractive than, you know, you're having a serious, like, this is, there's not that many really important meetings, you know, where it's very formal. There's not many Mm -hmm. of those things in your lifetime, but an interview really should be a formal setting Mm. they should bring their a-game but so should you you should respect that and sitting upright showing them attention showing them with your body language that you're giving them attention your undivided attention exactly
0: eye contact um obviously don't it's not a staring contest (laughs) you're allowed to break eye contact but i think Talking to them and making eye contact when you're answering some of these questions and connecting with them visually is really important too. Another thing that I want to mention is sometimes we're so focused on talking, 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 and like you don't want to run out of things to say and you don't want to sound uninteresting, Mm -hmm. but I think it's just equally as important to listen. Yeah. A, the fact that you're a good listener is going to just always work in your favor because you're coming into a job. If you're not listening from the interview, yeah. that already presents a problem. Yes, I agree. And I also believe that it just allows you time to learn more about the position because honestly, you're interviewing them as much as they're interviewing you. Mhm. So during this interview, aside from trying to let them know how strong of a candidate you are, you're also trying to decipher whether this is the right opportunity for you. Right. So listening to what they have to say is just as important. You don't have
1: to respond right away. I think... It makes your statement that much more impactful when you take a pause before you start. Because that's showing them that you're stopping and you're actually thinking consciously of what you're tr- going to say. You're being you know? thoughtful about it. You're being thoughtful about it.
0: Yeah. So definitely, that's something I would keep in mind. Another thing, and it comes up in some interviews, it definitely came up in mind. Like why are you looking to leave your yeah. current position? Mm-hmm. I say always keep it positive. Yeah,
1: don't bash. Don't bash anybody.
0: Don't bash your peers. and Don't bash your current employer. No. It never, even if it's true, it never looks good on you. Yeah. Because as an employer, they're thinking like, well, if I hire her, is this what she's going to be talking exactly. about? Exactly. you know behind our back
1: exactly yeah you don't want to you don't want to make your previous employer look bad because then they're thinking if I hire her she's going to do the same
0: to me I don't know that I would go right for the money talk oh <laughs> <laughs> I, you know me I don't talk about money
1: I don't feel like that's what is it it's a program <laughs> lot, <it's spiritual laughs> to talk about money. I don't To talk about that until I feel like it's it's appropriate to talk about it when they're ready to offer you the job. Otherwise, it's a moot point. If you haven't, if they're not even considering you, then it's not a moot point.
0: I definitely, for my interview, I went with the mentality that I'm not gonna talk about salary at all. I'm just gonna do this interview. And my interviewer, who was like (laughs) the head of the team, literally within Ten minutes of our conversation, she asked me how much I'm getting paid. Yeah, like she didn't even ask how. What are my salary requirements? she didn't ask anything. She like straight up asked me, "What am I getting paid?" And And, (laughs) were you prepared to answer that? No, and and it's funny because I sort of like oh, (laughs) (laughs) and like I was I was like oh I didn't know that we were gonna go there, and she just kind of chuckled and she said, "Well." You know, I know you're not doing this for free. How much are you getting paid? So in that case, I broke my own rule. Normally, I wouldn't go ahead and and state a number. But in her case, because she was very direct and forward, I felt that it deserved a very direct and forward answer, too. I said what I said, and I didn't lie. Included. (laughs) I kind of, you know, it was within the range, but maybe on the higher end of the range. Mm -hmm. But I didn't lie. Like, you know, I didn't say I, I was making, like, Twenty more than what I was currently making because at the end of the day they they can find out they can find out and they can ask you for your w-2 so please make sure that you're realistic and also know what the job kind of
1: also now that we're talking about that don't lie on your resume I did hear that a couple people you know they like fibbed about something like languages that they they could speak (laughs) or programs that you know they said they could use and then when they got the job they were asked to use these programs or to translate for somebody, and they had no idea what to say. That's crazy.
0: It's true. You know, it's funny you (laughs) mention that because, again, the same interviewer who, like, totally, like, broke code of conduct and asked me how much I'm getting paid... She also, I have in my resume that I'm proficient in Spanish, and she's a, a, a Caucasian woman, and she totally out of nowhere started talking to me in Spanish. Oh. Uh, luckily, I was able to answer, but like I, I had no idea she knew how to speak Spanish. But Jeez, she was like, "Yeah, like if I use it, use is," and I was wow, like, "Wow!" You <laughs> back your shit up, man. So that was like a way of also just checking on yeah. that game. And I'm glad you brought the resume up because I want to make sure that people, whatever you put in your resume know your resume back and forth mm-hmm. know it like the back of your hand don't put something in there because you saw it on google and it looked no. it looked fancy and you wanted to put that in there like make sure that you can speak to every single point on your resume right? because right. nothing's going to make you sound like a fraud. You right. know, them asking you something that's directly on your resume and you're like, uh, well, that uh, happened to uh, my friend. Uh. Like mm-hmm. my friend, she, she put down that
1: she did payroll and then she didn't really know how to do payroll. So she was asking me how to do it. And every, first of all, every payroll system is different, mm-hmm. but unless you know how to do it and you're trained on it, it's hard to just explain, yeah. you know? So I said, why did you even put that down? Yeah. And just like, well, I wanted the job, and I'm like, but you, you can't attest that you do that. You know, just be exactly. honest because what if they say, okay, you did it before, and you do it again, and you have no idea where to start. Exactly.
0: You know? Absolutely. So don't lie in your resume, no. and definitely it's learn that it. and learn it. it like the back of your hand because yeah. you just never know. One thing that I also wanted to mention is come prepared with questions to ask. Every interview ends. Do you have questions for us? And nothing looks worse than saying no. No, (laughs) I'm all good. (laughs) Um,
1: What I do, I mean, like, I come prepared with a couple of questions, and like, I thought I had really good, valid questions. But they kept asking me, and I said, you know, you, you guys really answered all of the questions. Any questions I would have would only be pertinent. If I got the job so any more than that I think this is good but yeah I agree you want to come prepared to ask them something because again it shows that you're interested in the position if
0: you have no questions
1: then are you really interested yeah.
0: exactly and like I get it some of them would come up probably in the interview process but anyway, some of, yeah. anyway but again I say come with a, a good four or five questions yeah. that you're ready to ask yeah. it could be anything about like your job title it could be about the culture of the company. It could be about where they see themselves in the future, where they see for the role. Is there room to grow? Is there room to grow? Like, you know, what is your ideal candidate? It could be anything, but the point is come prepared because mm-hmm. if you have nothing to contribute, it just is a bad way to end the interview. But also
1: on the same note, I think coming prepared with questions also gives you a chance to engage with the interviewer and create a relationship with them. So it's not only... A one-sided. A one-sided, you know, they're asking you questions, and but you're asking them and it gives you a chance to kind of get that relationship. You know, I yeah. think, at least in my interviews, that's how it works. When I ask questions, it gives us a little bit more personal touch. The questions that you ask is also
0: part of your interview because if you ask in The right questions. If you ask the right question then you ask it in a way that's intelligent, they get a, a different a view of your mind set whether they they like how you process information. Yeah, and a lot of my questions
1: were about the actual job. What are the processes they go through? My job was insurance related, so I actually asked about insurances, the new laws that were coming out, that I think that helped too.
0: Yeah, I agree. So, now you're done with the interview, you've asked your questions, it's time to go, you obviously give them a handshake saying thank you for the interview. I always leave and ask for a business card. Mm -hmm. That way a, I can follow up mm-hmm. later on, find yes. out like whether or not I got this job. And B, I can go ahead and follow up with a thank you note, which yes. I feel like is super, super, super important. I don't know. Did you send out any thank you emails after? I did. I didn't send out cards, hard copy cards, because, uh, again, this was a transfer. So
1: I was very easily, and I was already emailing back and forth with my interviewers, but I did send my emails out. And, and I also send my thank you emails to people who referred me Mm -hmm. I just gave them an update like hey, I just wanted to thank you so much for referring me again or speaking highly of me. I just finished my interview. I felt very optimistic about it, but I'll let you know if anything happens. But thank you so much again. And like that helps. They feel appreciated as well.
0: Exactly. And they'll continue to put in a good word. Right. Yeah, I definitely agree in thank you notes. I think in this day and age, like the actual Britain card, I mean, it's a nice gesture, Mm -hmm. but I think it's kind of... It's also possible to get lost. You know what I mean? the mail service isn't as quick and prompt as it used to be so i interviewed that night i recorded a podcast Mm -hmm. i I worked all day i recorded a podcast i went to see black panther but i'm like (laughs) i need to write these thank you emails before the night is over so i was up until like one in the morning and i'm sure they got these like at midnight (laughs) (laughs) thank you emails but It was important for me to get the thank you emails out like ASAP because I wanted to be fresh on their mind. I interviewed personally with seven people. I interviewed with the big boss. I interviewed with the people in between. And I also interviewed with my peers, with my teammates, with the peers. And I wrote each and every one of them a thank you email. And it wasn't a stock thank you email they were all kind of customized based on the conversation I had with each, right. even the ones with the peers. And I feel the reason that was important is because I know they're going to talk about me the mm-hmm. next day. Of course. They're going to talk about the candidate. So if we, if they all got the exact same email, they, they probably would have noted that as not, not insincere. Right. Everyone right. got the same email. But the fact that I tailored it to my conversation with each and every one of them, it, it showed that I cared, that I was engaged, that I Listen to the things they were telling me, and that I remembered points of our conversation. Yeah. I also found. That you just don't know who the the decision makers are. Oh, yeah. You know, so the big person in the team, like the big, big boss... May I not bet, always he, be the decision. Yeah. And, like, from what I came to find out, the big boss really deferred to the other people. She's like, listen, if you like her, I'm the one who's paying... Like, I'm the one who's cutting the check. But the important thing is, is that you guys like her. Because yeah. she's the one that's going to be working with you. Right. So, I know for a fact she relied heavily on the opinions of the other people that I interviewed with. So, again, it's important to... Just thank every single person that you met with because you don't know who has final sex.
1: I think there's one thing I'd like to add. When you go to the interview be confident but don't be cocky or arrogant. Mm -hmm. When they say, you know, how are you feeling about the interview? I don't know if you got that question but I got that question a lot. How Mm -hmm. do you feel about this opportunity? Feel optimistic? Whatever. My response was, you know, I am so grateful to have been considered for the position. I think this is an amazing opportunity. I'm confident that my skills would be uh, a good fit for the team should I be allowed a chance. But so, some, something similar like that. So, you want to be
0: humble but mm-hmm.
1: confident in yourself. Absolutely. You
0: know? The only other thing that I just want to address is like now you got your position, let's say you got your job, and I gave my two weeks notice. Mm-hmm. My recommendation. I know I'm definitely tempted to check out. Lord knows I am definitely tempted to check out. I know. But I think again to our previous point, it's important not to burn bridges. Burn bridges
1: and leave. Still do your job to the best of your ability to the very end. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> to the best of your ability. There's a reasonable expectation that things are gonna just fall off a bit. Yeah. But, like, I've gotten the advice to, like, take all your days and just don't show up for the next two weeks. And that wasn't okay with me yeah. because I just feel like. But that's you know, just
1: not who you are.
0: That's not who I am. And I just feel like I've built my reputation. I'm not going to screw it up on the last two yeah. weeks because at the end of the day. Since I'm taking a job within the same industry, yes. the industry it's is small. small. Yes, The industry is small, and you never know whose path you're going to cross, and you never know if you're going to work with, for some of your older coworkers. Or you might
1: run into somebody that you worked for before. You know?
0: Exactly. So my, my suggestion for you is don't burn your bridges. Try to end things as professional as possible, Give your two weeks notice and definitely intend to work those two weeks unless told otherwise. Oh,
1: yeah.
0: And then that's it. I mean, good luck. I hope you found this podcast helpful. Yeah. We like love I said, making it for you. Yeah, absolutely. We're very excited to take on these new roles. We both start our positions in April. Yeah. So I'm very excited for these new changes. And I am looking forward to hearing of your potential offers and, and yeah. interview experience down the road. If you found this helpful, rate us on iTunes. And that's it. Have a great night, everyone. Good night, everyone.